0: I mean, the two sounds of the band are really different, anyways. I mean, you know, Nirvana obviously still always had that, I don't want to say simple, but kind of raw, stripped, you know, you're not going to, you know, blow any away with, you know, what they're writing in the sense of like, yeah. wow, that's like,
1: any I mean, music's subjective, anyways, it's, right? It was like angsty and yeah. rough around the edges. Yeah. Whereas the Foo Fighters was more polished. I think it's because of age
0: of being like he's been in a band obviously for a while when he did Nirvana a couple of years of course but superstardom so mm-hmm. I think that would have kind of you know you know I don't want to play this kind of stuff because I how can I because I'm yeah. now all of a sudden super rich and famous why would I I'm angry against the machine well <laughs> yeah know? I mean it, it
1: could have been it could have been brought about by age yeah. I, I don't know as you mature I mean when you're younger you know you're angry. Who knows why we're so angry when we're young? It's, you know, parents telling you to do this and, you know, the world. It's so hard to, you know, make a living when you're young. Who knows, right? You feel disenfranchised or something. But, you know, but uh, yeah, I think as you mature, your your music tastes mature as well. So you think that would have how
0: Kurt would have went if he was, I mean, or do you, are you still going, kind of going back to say he's, that's it that that, mm. that was as good as he was gonna get because he got baked on his essentially I won't say second album like never mind was really the second album yeah
1: like album. with with kurt I think I think he was probably at his upper limit of what he could actually write I mean there's nothing wrong with that it, it, yeah no it, their music but, was great uh, I, I think creatively dave Grohl is a better musician is is a better songwriter um and like i say i like both bands i don't want to diminish anything that nirvana achieved or kurt achieved mm-hmm. uh they're definitely a much more iconic band of you know uh the grunge era and just the the way they broke out into the scene and just it was like a whole new world
0: i mean yeah they're still consistently
1: in that decade of the 90s being like i mean <sighs>
0: one of the most influential artists bands of that decade and maybe maybe not to this day of artists kind of come on music now and they might still cite them i, I don't know if if uh, this kind of music is kind of to the wayside now where it's it seems like a lot of stuff is kind of going to be the like pop rock it's at the most
1: studio produced pop yeah like it's pop what, itself is I mean, pop music has always been relevant but now it's just that's it's really, mass it's mass produced you know, really polished studio pop music, top forty, get it straight out to the radio, start make start earning dollars, right?
0: Yeah. So I mean, like if Nirvana was to release any stuff or even Foo Fighters, like their early stuff on top of Foo Fighters that is, would that still be interesting to listeners out there?
1: Well, the music's good, so it'll always find fans. but I don't know if it would be as chart topping.
0: Like, what was your favorite album? Like the uh,
1: My favorite Foo Fighters album would be Color and the Shape. So if that came out now, would
0: it be as impactful as it was when it first came out before the shift in the music landscape? Now, yeah,
1: I like... think the era in which the Foo Fighters began, um, that music was still a lot more popular. Yeah, because now it's really... I, uh, they, think... I think they would have struggled to compete. Because really the
0: last... I mean... The last album I can think of, or even band right now, of that same kind of music, would be Imagine Dragons. It's really kind of like that has some cross appeal. They've,
1: yeah, they've had a lot of commercial success, but I'd argue Imagine Dragons is a pop. They're a pop act.
0: They're not uh, rock along the lines of Foo Fighters. Yeah, they're
1: mom. they're indie rock, sure, they're, but they're they follow that pop like studio formula.
0: So you're saying essentially that's the type of music that is it being force-fed to us this kind of it's music kind or do you of think force-fed
1: it's... to us but it, it, it's because it's familiar right when you hear any one of those songs across the board you know even like lady gaga to imagine dragons yeah as you put it on it can be in an elevator it can be in the background it can be in your car it just it's so structured and it follows such a typical formula that it it's almost like your brain instantly recognizes it. Isn't that on purpose, though? To it, it is.
0: To get people, like, that's how music affects people. When they... It's
1: like, you know, I'm talking about Star Wars, right? Yeah. I mean, why did J.J. create a, a basically a spoof or ripoff of A New Hope? Yeah. It's like it was so successful. He loved it so much. He wanted to create something with new technology that was familiar to the fans. Oh, uh, okay, yeah and it's like well we know this works we know it's going to make money
0: yeah so So why
1: change the formula but wouldn't a lot of rock artists want to
0: do that well if you want to make music i mean do you have to do that i mean would foo fighters or nirvana now would they be almost forced to kind of go with the times or kind of stick to what they want to do without ever going to make commercial
1: success yeah i I think uh, bands like that i mean some artists obviously have their integrity and they won't want to compromise that.
0: Which I think a lot of bands probably do. Oh,
1: for sure. Which and is, like, too bad.
0: I, I I hate the word sellout still. Like, yeah. It's not going to sell on that. It's just, it's, like, forcing you to change your music to make money.
1: Well, it depends on how, like, people may call you a sellout if they think you've changed. Like, sometimes you naturally progress. Well, you, you should be you, able to. You want, like, like a band like U2. You, yeah. you know, they've changed their styles very much. You know, with the from album to album and, and they've still maintained themselves as a rock band. But then they, you know, messed around with some electronica stuff and, you know, to get some more orchestrated parts in there and things like that. And, you know, try to add some instruments and some effects and people criticize them for it. But at the same time, you know, they're, they still sound like U2. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting... Uh... People might say, I mean, U2 has always been bigs, so... I mean, if they sold out, it was a long time ago. Well, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, of course. But but I mean, that's very subjective.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, like, I think even in general now, I mean, for us to talk about, you know, the music that we used to love is, you know, gone, like in a sense of not like, not gone, but just like everything's kind of one side. It's either literally pop music with rock thrown into a bit and hip hop.
1: That's it. Yeah.
0: And then, of course, you have country. Country will always be country because country always has those fans. Like, that's country. Music is country. That's it.
1: It's true. Although country now is also heavily pop-focused too, right? Yeah, I mean, there's the pop country acts. Yeah,
0: I mean, they want to get into, um, you know, selling cross-appeal, not just to their own because they have a finite amount of fans for country. Right. Right? And, so they need um, to cross that cross over. I mean, you can look at uh, Taylor Swift being of the newer brand of it, which a lot of people might say, well, she's sold well, out a long time ago. Yeah.
1: But I always looked at it. And I think I might talk to you about it before. And to me, Taylor Swift is strictly pop artist. Oh, yeah. So then mean, you look it's... at someone like Shania Twain. She has country roots. but she, To me, she's still a pop artist.
0: Yeah, of course. And it's it's like there's nothing wrong with people, artists especially, being able to make music. Doesn't it's like being pigeonholed, stuck doing one type of music, right?
1: Like, no, well, it's like it's like you're someone who makes movies. Yeah, and it's like oh, you make horror movies, yeah. and then you decide to make an action movie. And they're like oh, you, no, 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 yeah, you, you can't, can't you that. can't do that. Yeah, no. And it's like well, I'm a movie maker. I'm yeah. not a horror movie maker. I make movies. And that's it's like well, I make music. Yeah. This is what I want to do now. And then the fans. Well, ultimately. If you stop selling albums, you don't make a living anymore. I guess you can't be a musician, but
0: so how would you start out as an artist then? You had to play every type of genre to be, hey, I've always wrote country. Hey, I always wrote hip hop, right? It's it's like once you do a specific type of music, because that's something you know that really influenced you a lot, or it's influential to you at that moment because people go through different periods of music that they love, right? Yeah. You might have because well, I mean, myself, I loved hip hop for a while. At the same time, with punk, and then I kind of, after hip hop for a couple years, I'm like, yeah, you're not kind of done with that stuff. But like, yeah. it's like, why can't you listen to? It's music. It's movies. It's it's yeah. like it's like. But being... I mean,
1: if you're if you're an artist that has a specific sound, like it's not just the fact that you're making music. People are coming to you specifically for that kind of music. for that kind of music. So an example I would say is um um Alexis on Fire, Canadian punk band. Then you know we've got Dallas Green in the band. So Alexis on Fire is fairly heavily punk and it's pretty aggressive and they got, you know, they got some screaming and stuff in in the band. But Dallas Green wants to go and play sort of like folk music. Yeah. He can't start recording folk songs on Never. an Alexis on Fire album. Yeah. What he has to do is he goes and creates City and Colour. Yeah. Right? So which is if, for people who don't know his name's Dallas Green. Dallas City Green Colour. That's how he came up with City and Colour. And uh, he's had a lot of success with both.
0: So you pretty much have to go on your own. Well. Separate from how, say, you get big. And you want to try other music that's influenced you. You can't use the band that you use or yourself as an artist. You have to pretty much create a new persona for yourself if you want to do different kind of music, is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, in a a way. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, there, there was the Beatles. Yeah. And obviously, you know, you know they're obviously not together anymore. But I mean, the the two main songwriters in the Beatles were John Lennon and Paul McCartney and they had solo projects and they went and they wrote songs specifically that they wanted to do that maybe wasn't going to work out for Beatles. And, you know, Paul's got his line of music that he does and John had his and, you know, it's, it's not like they've tried to force it onto Beatles albums.
0: Well, I mean, like, I don't know. I look at, I mean, you're way really into music more than I am, but I always, always found it funny, you know, when we go to concerts when we we're younger. Oh, this band sold out. This band sold out. It's like these are the same kids or young adults at the time, sell us out, sell, then some of them become doctors or, or, yeah. or lawyers. Well, isn't that selling out then? You should be staying, working where you are, staying in your own lane. Like, doesn't make any
1: sense. Like, like you were working at KFC. Don't move should, in. Shouldn't you be at KFC? Yeah. Either maybe move up, supervisor, manager. No, yeah.
0: it's like telling artists, "Well, you you can't somewhere like,
1: you know, <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch." But I get I get your point. No, but no, I'm just saying, like, you, it's 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 like you can't make
0: a living doing what you're doing. No, I know, especially in music. call oh, you're, a, I mean, what is Rosey But
1: ultimately, stuff. the reason the guy working at KFC goes and gets a better job is because you can't make a good living. No, you know, working the cash register at KFC.
0: Oh. And you can't make a good living as an artist if you don't make good music that gets on the radio, which which is true. If if that's what you want to do for a living,
1: yeah. And and it's it's true though. It's very it's tough being being an artist of any kind, you know, like painter, writer, poet, you know, musician. Yeah, they a lot of them struggle for years. Well, I mean, make
0: practically nothing. Actually, since we've been talking about this on this podcast right now for next week, I'm already thinking about the top of my head is we're gonna do a classic one for me and you is. Offspring versus Green Day. Nice. All right. Well, thanks for your insight today, Dave. That does it for the Joe Knows Podcast, Episode 3. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe if you haven't done so and share with your family and friends. You can follow me on Twitter at Knows Podcast, Instagram, JoeKnows.Podcast, and Facebook at JoeKnowsPodcast. Until next time, Joe out.